I'm Chase. And I'm Timothy. And this is Customer Service. Good morning, Kenner. How are we doing, buddy? Fine. We're back at it. Back from the weekend. It was fine weekend. Yeah. Uneventful. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't do anything too crazy. I heard you and G had a little weekend excursion. Um, I mean, we did not do things as we always kind of do. We went to dance class, and then nice. I went on a big hike. Nice. And maybe that was it that day. That was a, it was, I feel like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's what we did because G- Abby was like cleaning Gia's room, which was like a whole thing. So we have to get ready. <laughs> yeah. Since she's not listening, I can say whatever I want. Um, we have to get ready for like Christmas, and she she needed a so. she needed a purge. So yeah, well, she noticed. Did she notice that you guys? Eh, I mean, she notices because it's like you know, there's a little more room in there. Yeah. It's not so much of a, like a becoming a storage space uh-huh, as it uh-huh, was. Uh-huh. Um, but she doesn't really care. Plus, we like. I mean, this is so like bouldery, but like we really do a lot of the like we got to give it back, and you know, yeah, we, we should, totally. she understands that it goes to kids, and yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it makes yeah, other because we donate happy. it all, yeah. So, so yeah, you know, it's a it's a little of that, and then then we went to uh, the aquarium. You ever been to the aquarium? I have. Do they still end with a lion? The last thing you well, see in there that's is not the a lion? last thing you see. The last thing you see is petting the stingrays. That's the last thing okay. you see. Right before, no, it, I guess it's more in the middle. There's a there's two tigers. Oh, maybe I went through it weird. Yeah, there's two weird. tigers and they're up like on a big yeah, like these pedestal things. Yeah, mm-hmm. do they look happy? I'm just chilling. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. I never, I don't. Know I mean, what, I love. I don't know cats. what happy is relative sure. to these things because you hear the arguments both ways. But yeah. I mean, no, I've, I've I've been to the aquarium years ago, 2014 years ago. Yeah. It's, I mean, here's the thing. If you got kids and you're thinking about something to do in Denver, it's it's an hour, like a clean hour, which is yeah. nice. And even if you're going kind of fast because, you know, kids are kind of blow uh-huh. through stuff. And it's relatively – it's, like, interesting and engaging. And then you're in and out of there. I think, it, you know, it costs, like, 40 bucks or something. Yeah, so, easy. like, easy way to, like, blow an hour. Yeah, easy to get to as well. Mm-hmm. Drive right into yeah. the parking spots. Great. Got off the highway, park. I was it. also, like, hitting on guitars – I mean, guitar – on uh, parking spaces yeah. yesterday, yeah. like directly outside of the pizza. We went to like Redeemer, you know, have you been uh-huh. there? I haven't, I haven't, but one good logo Two, I've heard a lot of good things. The guy was sick. I talked to him for a while because I got there. He's like, Oh, you're my first customer. So I chatted with him for a little yeah. while. Um, really good, really, really good? great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pepperoni slice. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just did a couple slices. Yeah. You know, nothing crazy. Nice. You know, a couple of, you know, June shines or whatever. Oh yeah. 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 Solid. Then we went and got ice cream, and then we went uh, to the botanical gardens. Nice, because um, like the weather was so nice, so it was a really good good day for that. You, you've done the, you've done the botanical. I've been to the gardens. botanical garden yeah. a couple times. I yeah, love it's it great. There, yeah, you guys go in the indoor section. Yeah, that's yeah. not really what I'm interested in. Oh, see, I that's like, why I would go every day just to go in there. I like I like the section. I like the how the the like all the houses on the space that you can mm-hmm, tour mm-hmm, and then yeah. the actual like the thing that you go into before you go into the indoor section. Yeah. That's like a really old building built in the 16s and uh, six, uh, you know, uh, I don't remember what, but it's like, it's like, uh, has the indoor the 60s, exhibits? I think it, it's got, what's that? Like the indoor exhibits kind of situation and there's like it's, little it's windows like the, overlooking It's like the, the building you go in before you go into like the big yeah. terrarium looking yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like, it's right. You go into that. You can go further. I think it's like an event space or something uh-huh, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, the girl like walked me around so I could see it a little bit because I asked, asked her how old the building was. And she yeah, sixty something. I don't remember. Um, and uh, it's really cool. Like the architecture is yeah, awesome. Cool. Uh, a lot of like weird stained glass, but like very like Frank Lloyd Wright. It's cool. Yeah. Um, so she uh, she it, that part was cool for me. And then the outside is all like architectural stuff. And then yeah. you're right next, to, like when you're in like the Japanese garden, you see all those cool like old apartment buildings from yes. like the forties. Yeah. 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 Super it's cool. dope, dude. I I love it there. I love it. Uh, it I want to go back. 
Yeah. I mean, we're going to go, we'll go do the the light show too. The, oh, they fun. do like a light show. It, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. They were setting I know it up. Uh, we Coop texted us about it. Yeah. So. We're going to go with them. Oh, so, cool. Cool. Yeah. He just texted me this morning about it. Cool. Um, well, nice. Yeah. So it was, that's pretty much it. It was just a day, you know? Yeah. Tell me about the Crazy ice cream day. real quick. And this is an intro, but I got to go. I'm not got to know. Yeah, about it was. It, I don't know what the name of the place is. So sorry, place. It was next to that crema place. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was on Larimer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Word. Yeah. Right by Redeemer. And Did all it that. feel like an ice cream spot? Or? No, 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 no. This is like it's like one of those things. There's a ton of them in Denver. I feel like every place you go to oh, eat is one of those fucking you know a food hall. It's uh, yeah. I don't D- know what it DCM is. Denver City Market or something like that. There's some you know some sort I, of. I have not spent enough time in Denver. This was just like cool. we, I, we were. I went to have. I wanted to have Redeemer. That was close to where we were at. Parked yeah, right directly on. out in front of it, and then I stopped in there to get ice cream and a coffee. Tell me about the ice cream. Japanese pear and cardamom. Yes, yeah, I knew you'd be into it. And yeah. it was like more of like a sorbet. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I, I bet. Excellent. I, I mean, bet. I would say if you got something else to do, maybe also, or you just want to grab that slice of that pizza and that, yeah. it'd be worth the drive to get the slice of pizza and and have that ice cream. I think that I want to. You know I'm on a cardamom and, kick. And the, and the crema place had a nice espresso, just like a plain espresso. Oh, beautiful. So, damn. Yeah, pretty solid. Yeah, I need to stop through. I need I need to stop through. I'm on a cardamom kick. Last week, I was employing the whole Discord to try to find me a scent that is just cardamom oil, which we found. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it, bro. So yeah. Well, I mean, we did we went on a real tear here prior on uh, for the intro, but uh, <laughs> we, we we we've got a good one today. We got a good one. If you haven't already, since they've already put out they put out their episode mm-hmm. on Sunday. Uh, this is the you know retail therapy by Sunday series. Is that am I saying mm-hmm, it that? I'm saying that the right way. So our buddies um, Will, our buddy buddies yeah. Will and Barrett. Yeah. So we were a guest on their show, Retail Therapy, yeah. um, recently, and it came out on Sunday. So if you haven't listened to that, head over to You're there because it's, it's re- always fun to be in like a pod. different pod dynamic where yeah. you know we don't completely steer the ship. Yeah. Now we said it on their pod, but I want to say it here as well, so everybody knows they are the light version Pokemon of us. If yeah. we were the dark bad ones that are doing bad and mischief, they are the ones doing good <laughs> yeah. and not mischief. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. It's like a similar dynamic, but different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but very comfortable. Yeah, very comfortable. To hang yeah, with that us, show so. in general is really great, especially if you need like a new like like yeah. fashiony one. Yeah. They touch on cultural stuff too, obviously, yep. but um, really they kind of stay focused on that. It's, it's, it's a same, great same thing. Where like when you we know them now, we're becoming buddies, but like. I like listening to them because they're just buddies having a conversation. They are clearly comfortable with each other. Yeah. I would assume it's the same reason. They're both like pros on mic, episodes. which is a big deal, too. Pros, They've done pros, a lot of pros. podcasting. So when you get pros on the mic, they just yeah. sound great and comfortable, and it doesn't sound like anyone's like pulling teeth to do anything. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. Um, so they're great. Uh, so th- th- that was us doing it on theirs on Sunday, and then today we have them on customer service to do our stuff where, so we two. do a little like checking in with them and seeing yeah. how they are we do a little bit of uh seeing where they come from and then we you know talk our talk our shit you yeah know? <laughs> yeah so so then there's that uh it's really fun you can say you can i mean it's, it's also fun to have i is this the first time we had two people at the same time no who am i forgetting no it's not we had uh boone and ben on oh that's true yeah 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 okay and maybe one other time but i don't it's so it's it. anyway it's just a dynamic yep. change up that makes it a little bit more fun when there's just kind of more more going yep. on yep. so it was fun to wrangle and you know they're easy to talk to yeah. so we'll we'll find ways to bring them back yeah, or do gonna, something we'll, again we, we'll, we love we'll working with them so we'll figure it out somewhere. um they're awesome so let, let's get right into it yeah yeah let's pop into it did you guys both work in fashion um we we both have worked in retail yeah 
like I like uh I, I started at at Barney's Co-op when we had one in Austin. Will yeah. was at like a, a, a boutique in Michigan mm-hmm. and then uh and then I worked at By George here in Austin. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah wait, of course, hold on. Yeah. When did you work at By George? Twenty thirteen. Oh, okay, okay. I have a buddy who works now at No Man Walks Alone in New York, but he worked at By George. When I met him on Styleform, it's Meatfish on Styleform. I don't know. What what what, what, is, what do you know? What his name is? Yeah, Ludwin. Huh, okay, all right. There's another guy, yeah. Brandon. Brandon worked at By George and now works at Ame in New York. Um, oh, word. Yeah. yeah. Hey, the world is small. Yes. Dude. Yeah. The, the more the more we meet people in all these different nooks and crannies, yeah. it's like, oh shit, it's all. But there's basically 25 of us yeah. in all these same corners of the internet, and, yeah. and we all know each other at this point. It's so. like anyone I come in contact with, I'm like, all right, here, here's the three ways I may know you, and one of the three will work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The extent of like me doing like fashion stuff outside after I worked for the boutique was like essentially just me trying to position Sunday Scaries in a place where I can get two things for free, like nice clothing and or travel, yeah. and like that that that's like my positioning yeah. here. Yeah, and what so. Well, yeah. I like we we worked for the same company f- over five years ago. I mean, we still technically we still do now, but we we were at we were employed by the same place, and I was doing like clothing development for that company. Will was doing mm. content and podcasting, mm-hmm. and then um and then eventually that 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 just kind of like circled back around into Wash Media, where we where we do retail therapy, and then I I do product development for for Howard Brothers now as well. Cool. Sick. Yeah. How do you jump from how do you jump from retail to product development? I feel like people want to know that. I was going to say yeah, yeah. that's kind of like a dream for everybody. <laughs> yes. Uh I it was I got pretty lucky with it. Um I had I had the passion for it obviously and uh and then um our friends that had started this this previous place that we worked uh basically were like had a little like fledgling t-shirt line that they wanted to turn into mm-hmm. a, a you know a more a more fully fleshed out clothing line and they said mm-hmm. hey do you want to come like figure out how to do that and i said yes so i got to do that for five years before the company imploded um <laughs> oh, but it, it was just the right like amount of experience to where i could kind of parlay that into um continuing to do that on like as a as a full-time gig yeah right on. Yeah. Dude. i feel like i always tell people like if you can and, and, and you know i understand like it doesn't pay as well it, it's it's a little more challenging but if you can work for like small places especially like early on you'll get to do so much more mm-hmm. stuff and Front like if back. you grow with it great if you don't you can leverage that into other things but like that's what when i first got out of school i just emailed like 100 boutiques like literally 100 on an excel sheet and was just like as soon as i get one that's like reasonable that i could move to that's a yes and i can and, and i'm gonna take it and i'm just gonna see who else i can meet there and that's exactly what i did and that it was like the entire that's my entire like leverage is that like i met a bunch of people through it and and i got to do literally everything you could have to do for a business but, so. i mean and like you said it's like that there it, it kind of is a you know it's a it's got a small city feel so like once once you're in yeah. it, it's just that the connections kind of start snowballing uh and and it it's it's not super difficult to kind of like parlay yourself into to, yeah. to, to this place and then this place and then this place and yeah totally. and uh and and everybody does kind of like know everybody it feels like at least or is, is is one degree separated from them but um the other awesome thing about working for the smaller companies is that there's way less of like the toxic style fashion like workplace type stuff that you yeah. that mm-hmm. you regularly hear about 100 so it's like a, we're all in this together type yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're all it's like even when I, we were talking last time, it's like we don't really have like specific titles. Like we use them when we need to to like 
introduce ourselves in emails or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, it's not really. I don't really even want them because I really just want everyone to be like, we're. I take out the trash still. I still. Yeah. We all do the same shit. We're all trying to. We're all moving towards the same goal. Oh yeah, like when I mean, we were. We had uh, Reese McKee from he's Cake Not Crumbs on Instagram on, and he was talking about his yeah, trajectory. Yeah, yeah. And like I identified so much when he was talking about how he uh, started in like shipping and receiving and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And as much as I hated receiving back in the day, <laughs> now I look back on it and I'm like, man, I got to go hands on with so many nice products that I never even would have like dreamt of even touching. Even like if I was in a store, I wouldn't have even gone in that section. And just doing yeah. that for seven years just kind of gave me this like basis of like what is what is nice, what's not. And just I saw so many different brands that it was kind of impossible not to fall in and get interested in some capacity. Well, you start to also like learn like, okay, so here's some processes I learned from this job. I can probably take them to the mm-hmm, next place mm-hmm. that might not know. Or you can kind of like, I was leveraging a lot of like smaller jobs all at once, which was too much at the time. But also when you're in your twenties, like what else are you doing? Like, and you could, you could like, you could, I was just able to be like, all right, so here's what I did over here. I could probably do it here. Here's what I did for this company. And like, you can kind of just like pass all that information around, but you're only getting it if you're actually doing it. And the couple times I worked like a corporate job of some sort of corporate things, and, and it's not a ton, but it was always like, here's this thing you do. You don't do anything else. And I was like, well, once I finish that, what do I do? And they're like, you wait till the next thing comes. And it'd be like, man, I'm just wasting a lot of time. And I just like don't operate well that way. <laughs> so like, it was like, I would, I would go to the warehouse, like, you guys need something? Like, is there something yeah. I can do here? And then they would be like, yeah, if you want to move this and they'd be like, cool, now I know how to, now I know how this thing works. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, I, I feel like if you're like, interested in learning in general especially if you're interested in this world just get in like small and just be like super open to taking any job because everyone knows everyone these things are like even stuff that's like people would consider big is not that big um so you can get in pretty easy and then learn a lot timothy i think i think you you said you went to, to school for some of this right yeah, in a way. Like I went to I went to I went to uh Ball State University uh-huh. in Indiana yeah. and uh they didn't re- they had a fashion program. Uh it could be described as like like it was like where they it was like more or less like home ec. Like they barely treated it like a major to be honest with you. Um luckily there was a guy, I don't remember his last name, but shout out Trent. He um was like a professor there and he was he was like from New York and because he's from Indiana originally. I don't know how he ended up a professor, but uh, he was super open and cool and like allowed me to be like, listen, man, I don't really love this program. I want to graduate with something in fashion, but like, I just don't think like this, like this stuff's Mm -hmm. quite it. So it was a lot of like, can I take CAD and like CAD classes with the architecture students? Cause I know I'll need Mm -hmm. that. Can I take Photoshop? Can I take some business classes? And he's like, well, if you work it this way, basically at a certain point I asked enough that they were like, just call it whatever you want. You've got enough credits. You you clearly know what you're trying to do. It's it's fine. And they just like let me go. And, and it's because I made a big enough stink. But like that's the other <laughs> thing I wish people understood in college. Like you're paying a, a lot of money to be there. Just ask for what you want because it's like, but you know what I mean? Like don't just go through their systems because they say you have to because half the time they'll let you adjust it. Yeah. They just want the money. <laughs> Thanks sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. yeah well, I- so yes, technically. Well, but- all, all I was going to say, and you, I mean, you, you kind of alluded to it in your, in your answer there. It's like... Y- Yes, going to like Fit or Parsons or, or RISD or wherever gets you gets you like a, a good foot in the door and, and and starts to open some of those doors. But honestly, like like anybody that wants to break into this business, just go learn Creative Cloud, teach yourself on YouTube or Lisa or wherever else, and like mm-hmm. learn Illustrator and learn Photoshop. Like I yeah. I know Illustrator pretty well. Will's is is really good in Photoshop, and it's like that is that that is half of what you need right there to work for a clothing brand or to start designing clothes <laughs> anytime that i've ever yeah. like when people ask me like creatively like what should i do like 
learn one of those programs. It's the, it's, it's like yeah. it, you can self-teach yourself, especially with YouTube. Now there's, there's so many things you can do. And I taught myself how to use Photoshop in, in high school. And like, even when, that I, even though I did it, you know, 20 years ago, Photoshop hasn't changed that much. And it, and, and it has gotten me so many places. It's just the easiest way, like having, having that knowledge, it makes it so much more easy to uh, do a task at hand to make yourself look professional, to just have uh, an aesthetic about you that you can you can put out there. And like, I'm just so glad that I got into that at an early age because now it's like secondhand to me and it makes it just so much more seamless to go from point A to point B in, in terms of creating something or promoting something, whatever. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Dude, like I swear, and, and you know, I've even brought it up on when we talked last time, like people hate when we talk about being from the hardcore scene, but like everything that I actually know was not college. It was, the, it was that because I learned how to screen print. I learned how to work with distributors to make t-shirts. I learned how to use code from trying to make websites for bands. MySpace. And I learned uh, like all of my like social connecting skills are all learned from mm -hmm. that being like, yo, can I get on this show on this day? Or can my band play this? Or can we, you open for, like it, all of that shit was like, it was a hundred percent from that world. Like school was helpful with maybe a couple things, like maybe like learning Excel would be the other thing I would say. If you don't know how to use that like well, Super helpful. anyone gets impressed if you can just run a couple like <laughs> things that aren't the baseline. So, and you need it for everything. So that's super helpful. But if you know Photoshop and Excel, some baseline coding things, you can get like really far. Yeah. And then the other thing, I was just doing this talk with like uh, this, this college in Chicago that they asked me to do. And these kids were asking me like very specific questions. And a lot of it was like, how do I start, like, what, how do I make contacts? Like, what website should I be on or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Instagram, dude. Like, you can just DM anybody yeah. now. Like, uh, you know, like, and, and look, half the time you're not going to hear back. And who cares? What's the difference between trying to make a call or you meet someone at a party and they forget your name? Like, it's no different. So you just start banging people's lines. And, like, you, I'm, I'm, I can get in touch with most people, I would say. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like, if you learn to just, like, start doing that and asking the right questions and being open and honest and earnest, it's like huge like the whole and i was telling them like the whole reason i'm doing this talk is some because some kid listened to the podcast and dm'd me and asked if i'd talk to his class and i was like sure you know what i mean yeah, yeah there, you, so. you you definitely like as they say shoot your shot you know well, oh, yeah. people will will respond probably more often than you actually think i sent like i mean when i was getting started in the content game and i had and i was doing sunday scaries and i didn't know what i wanted to do with it I remember one night i just had a couple drinks and i was sitting in my bed like you know touching up the website or doing something. And I was like, I'm just going to shoot out a couple emails, like a couple websites. And all of them responded to me in a positive way because I had a website already and I had a normal email, but like I woke up the next morning and I was like, fuck, I emailed like too many people last night for a, I ended up, I, I think I, I mean, I ended up getting an opportunity out of that, that, that was a paid opportunity. And then like one of the emails led to eventually a full-time job. And so it was like, great. Like I, 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 yeah. I never would have had the confidence to do that kind of thing without like, I mean, honestly, just having a couple of drinks at that age. But, but after I yeah. did that, I was so thankful and it made it just so much more like clear to me, like, Oh, I don't need to sit over an email for 20 minutes, editing it, making sure I'm saying something right. Like a lot of times people will just respond immediately if it's something they're interested in. When I, I, I got to think Timothy and Chase, this is basically, I mean, y'all have had such like a, how long has customer service been going now? A, a year, maybe? Almost a yeah, year. We're yeah. going on. I mean, yeah. I mean you've had like this is... Aaron Levine and Derek Guy and like just this murder's yeah. row of, of, of guests. And I'm sure that just because you, you're just like, hey, y'all want to do the podcast? And, and people have said yes. Yeah. 
And half the time, what those are is like those were like seeds planted forever ago. Because we don't, you don't always know what you're going to do with a contact because it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. You just want to like that's a cool person. I want to know them. I want them in my rolodex. Yeah. So you hit them up. And you're just like, I really love what you fucking do. Like Derek Guy, for example, is just somebody I've known for eons because he used to like help with put this on. I think he still does. And like these a couple other things, and I would just be emailing with him randomly or be like, Yo, I love this piece you wrote. Like, who doesn't want to hear that when you're doing something? Because I think that everyone thinks, Oh, you get showered with praise for everything you do, and it's like, dude, not really. Really? Like, I mean, like people like it. And obviously if something sells out or something that we do, then, okay, that's, that's like n- numerical valuation. But like the amount of times people are just, I mean, look, we get it more than most at this point. I- I'm not going to act like we don't, but it's like, even now, if somebody's like, yo, I love the podcast. That's how I got to you guys or whatever. We're like, oh shit. Hell that's yeah, crazy. man. That's really cool. <laughs> you know, it's like, it still feels cool to hear that. So like, just reach out to people you like, like, and respect and just be like, yo, we love what you do. Like, yeah. And be like, earnest. Like, yeah. A lot of times it's like, Hey, I don't want anything from this exchange, for instance, the EG up was like, I look up to you. I think you're a stellar individual. I want you to have this jacket. Can I send it to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And it's that simple. Just Yeah, we just be friendly and do. be a normal <laughs> yeah. person. You yeah, know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And then like when you get the when you get like the that kind of when people start approaching you about things, like I mean, and you were talking about like the the gratification of like a numerical sellout, like that that is great and everything. But like when someone that you know or someone that like it's a it's a friend or just someone that you respect as a peer reaches out and says like, dude, that was awesome. It just feels so much better. It just feels oh yeah, hundred percent, yeah. And nobody doesn't want that. So if you just like if you just can, I think the hardest thing to do, especially with the way things are now, I mean, and maybe this is a little more difficult for us because we're a little older on like the millennial side of things, you know. But like, I wonder sometimes if it's just it's it ninety percent of it's just putting yourself out there in some way, shape, or form, Being and it sucks too. and it's hard. But if you just if I, I feel like it works like most of the time if you just are really like i want to put myself out there and if people hate it then whatever i i did the best i i could with it or i you know i, I said what i wanted to say and they didn't yeah. respond or they didn't yeah. respond the way i want them to then fuck them you know what i mean then who cares and move on then at least you have an answer but it's like if you don't do that it's like it's so hard i'm sure you guys dealt with that when you guys were getting started it's like it's tough to to put yourself out there and just say you want something oh yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. like barrett and i had the opportunity to do the the live show and from nordstrom in new york and had had barrett not been a part of this with me like there's no way i could have done that alone like i would have buckled under the pressure or whatever and like instead we got to go up there we got to meet a ton of people had great experience and now the next time we get an opportunity to do something like that it's like absolutely like we now know what to do we can we can make it happen yeah and it'll only be easier well on that on that note uh you you touched on like you were sitting in bed probably a couple of negronis (laughs) deep sending emails and kind of the beginning of wash media slash sunday scaries retail therapy one it's really cool you guys have done the live shows me and timothy when we were in japan like man how cool would it be if we got to go to cities and like you know do a live show yeah um Talk to us a little bit about how that how that got started. The just like in general, or or the like the, in in general, like the Sunday scares, like I guess the podcasting aspect of it in particular. The podcasting aspect was uh, kind of um, uh, like I could tell that podcasts were getting popular, and I really yeah. wanted. I hadn't been doing anything with Sunday scares for a couple of years because I was working full time writing for a different brand, so it didn't make sense for me to to divide the audience. And I also don't think I was legally allowed to actually do it. I don't think they would have actually cared if I did stuff, but I just wasn't doing anything from Sunday mm-hmm, Scaries mm-hmm. for about two and a half years. And I didn't want to, I knew I couldn't, couldn't write. I knew I couldn't blog. And so when I saw that podcasts were kind of doing a little bit better and I saw a lot of people starting them, I had already been listening to podcasts for a while, but it was kind of just like sports stuff. And, and I didn't really care about the format in general. But then I realized that if I wanted to write and do something with Sunday Scaries, it made sense to just do, um, essentially just write three columns 
do spoken word, like just kind of narrative format podcast. And then when that did well, it mm -hmm. kind of just opened up everything else. And so then once I did scaries for, I guess I did it for like five years before, I guess I've been doing it for like five years now. And I okay. kind of got, I, I just kind of got, got bogged down by doing all the writing and I found myself wanting to do something a little more relaxed. And I knew that I also wanted to do something that had to do with fashion, with culture, with whatever, and, and just trends and the aesthetics of things, whatever it would may be. And naturally the first person I thought of was Barrett, um, who was doing the club cool podcast, but you hadn't done a few episodes in a couple months or something. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to take Barrett out to lunch and I'm going to pitch him on this because I really want to, I really want to do this. And I know that it would make my life better. And I would have more fun with the show if I had someone that I was doing it with. And it would also just take a lot off my plate, uh, from a weekly basis and, and just do have another creative outlet. And so we've been doing it for, I guess, a year and a half, almost two years now. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's been good. Yeah, and and Club Cool was kind of like we lacked consistency. We we were hosted on on the Wash Network as well, uh, and it was, mm -hmm. it was very much like I think probably overly fashion forward with a little bit of like pop pop culture. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. we did our, our we would do like our our, cele our celebrity minute and stuff like that because I I love like the gossip rags and I'm like following just Jared. On yeah. Instagram oh yeah, we were People like Magazine kids. Like yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you know like. Will's Sunday Scaries had like the self care and the uh, like yeah. like the, like the cultural touch points like the drink trends and food and all and wellness making like, fun of wellness of is like my favorite thing in yeah. the world and so uh, and, and so the like I, I for retail therapy is just kind of like meshing those two things so we it, now it's like you know, th those are kind of like the the two prongs is like the the self care wellness drink and 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 trend and culture and then the style and the fashion and it's. It's a, a combination that we've had a ton of success with. Yeah, um, and then it's like you, you know you asked about the live events. I, I don't know if we would have done a live event if somebody hadn't pitched it to us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. When they pitched it to us, I was like, uh, yeah, we, this is a very good opportunity. We and like honestly, the Nordstrom team was also like they were incredible from start to finish. So it made it very easy on us to actually see that through. Um, but like, I mean, yeah, I don't think we would have just immediately done one had they not pitched it to us. And so I'm, I'm glad they did. And I, I think it's always like for, you know, with, with, uh, here, especially here at wash, which is, is a podcast network first and foremost, right? Like, yes. I think you're always yeah. kind of trying to think about like, like you, you have to constantly think about ways to continue monetizing podcasting has, has always been kind of like this ad based industry. And I think that, that, that that's probably like everybody's just going to have to figure out more and more ways to like bring in revenue. And so, you know, the making your podcast more of a brand and more of a thing that, that people mm -hmm. can engage with on, on, you know, many different levels is like, I think very important to us. And that's, you know, when we, we've talked to you guys a little bit about just like building out community and, and even though we've only done one live podcast, we've done a couple of events. We did the, we did a South by event where we just kind of had a like 40 to 50 people. Yeah. Yeah. So we did. Okay. Yeah. We, we did the, yeah, the live podcast and then the South by event, both of which were, we just felt like really, really good about like getting, like oh, engaging yeah. with people that listen to the podcast, but bringing it in like an, in, an in-person format. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and, and that's, I mean, we're, we're bullish on that. It's definitely something that we want to keep doing to, to, to continue just like having retail therapy, not just be something that you consume, but that you engage with as well. Like, what do you change anything about what you do for the live of it? Because I feel like people are always like, 
what do you do for a live podcast? And I'm like, well, here's, I've gone to a number of them uh-huh. and, and, and I, and I get the, I think I would have said the same thing. Like, why would you want to see a lot? You know what I mean? Like, but then you go to it and you're like, it's the spontaneity of the whole thing. In fact, I almost like it more than like, like compared to a show, like when you go see a live show, what's great is like, there's going to be little fuck ups or mm-hmm. they're going to do covers that they don't actually record. Or there's, there's like all these little things that can happen that make it fun. And the podcasting really doesn't seem any different because it's so free flowing as it is that like you got to kind of like make shit up on the spot as you go or like changes or, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes we've had a guest who like we got to pull a little bit more than we're pushing, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or something like that. But like, that's what makes it fun and exciting. I think for listeners and for us, like, do you change anything about what you do live or you kind of just keep the same rhythm? Are you trying? I don't think we even got close to our same rhythm when we were doing it. It was like, I mean, I feel like Barrett and I, I feel like we did really well leading up to it. We, we had, a, we had John on the, on the live podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so there, we, we did have the guest aspect as well. Being which... able to fall back on an interview in a live situation is great because it almost puts more on them than us. It's just <laughs> us being able to but like, <laughs> hey, dance for us. Yeah, it was like, you know, yeah. if, we, if we really needed to ask him something. But then, like, sometimes you're trying to fill space and you ask a shitty question and yeah. that question gets answered in two seconds. And then you don't have another question. And it's like, oh, great. This is not great. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. we didn't, we usually we have laptops in front of us so we can reference things. Usually we have like a straight up rundown um, that we can just like go through and look at. And in the live yeah. setting, it's just not like that. I mean, it's like we were sitting on stage and like usually I can look directly at Barrett and get cues from him like, okay, talk now. But when you're sitting next to each other <laughs> and facing someone, like he and I are, it's kind of like a, it's not like a tug of war, but it's almost like, okay, is he ready? Am I ready? Like, how do we do this? And you can't, you know, you can't fuck up because everyone's watching you. You have, we had a hundred people sitting there staring at us. We were also doing like Ricky yeah. Bobby with the, but with the mic instead of our hands, like where, like where, where do I hold it? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Suddenly when you're being watched, <laughs> just kind of like g- generally just the mic just drifting in our hands, just kind of like willy-nilly well um, then once my nerves kicked in i started pitting out my linen shirt and i like, if you look at any photos of me from the entire night when i'm wearing my green linen shirt from nordstrom yeah. i'm i have my arms glued to my side like even when we're taking yeah. photos with yeah. us i had my arms yeah. glued to my side because i'm like i have pit stains the size of like I, it's they're huge Texas. yeah they're, they're they're like dinner plates under my arms right now I don't that it. feeling that is an underrated worst feeling in the world yeah, when yeah. you know what you've done and you know like there's no level of drying that's going to happen naturally that's going to fix this not in front of all these and people. then when you know i've got like i got a dinner after this like there's no oh. getting out of it i got no jacket i got no yeah. nothing that is a vulnerable position to live in well i swear to god the first thing you were talking about when you're like well, we got a bunch of people in front of us i was like you got all those people in front of you and you're sweating because you're nervous mm-hmm. like me and timbo we sit in this little corner room and we say god why are we so sweaty by the end and there is just a certain level of like i don't know what it is i would assume in front of people you it's more but we sweat even just sitting here being engaged in this corner room i don't know but my thoughts sweat yeah sorry go ahead go ahead that was it that was just gonna say like my first thought was like i'd be so fucking (laughs) i I definitely sweat even just like recording in the studio as well there's just you're you're, it's like I don't know if it's a little bit of adrenaline. It's like no matter it's 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 like a small talk situation, but kind of elevated because you're you're you yeah. are in a sense like performing a little bit as well. I don't know if there's uh-huh. you, you know, and and the, j- even the way that y'all started off the, this podcast, where it's just kind of like we're just gonna like launch into conversation and 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 mm-hmm. see where it goes. I wish you could do that for 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 live, like kind of like almost have mm-hmm. like 
worth a shot have like a curtain in front of you or something and then mm -hmm. just start talking for five minutes and then like once those then once those you know what, we might be doing this once those juices are flowing like then you open the curtain right i hope nordstrom's like... got a curtain person because <laughs> we might need it i don't know like will what would you what would you do differently for for our, our next live would you have like the, the one of the things that i am thinking of is like maybe you just have like three things that, that you've agreed upon previously that if there's ever like a lull that you're feeling you just know to jump to one of those three things yeah. but I, I don't know it's yeah. not very organic so yeah i feel like we prepared pretty well but yeah. at the same time like i didn't have a fallback for my preparation and when when you're standing up there and all these people are staring at you for the first time it was like oh my preparation just went out the window like i have a couple things that i can <laughs> yeah. reference but but I don't really know what to do. I don't know if I'd do that much differently, honestly. Yeah. Like, I feel like we did a pretty good job with what we had. It also helped that, like, I mean, I've done live podcasts and scenarios where, like, the the setup is not good. And it's almost so bad sometimes that it's like, oh, this isn't going to be a huge deal if it doesn't go well. Whereas, like, the Nordstrom setup was so nice. And they did such a great job setting everything up from, like, an AV standpoint. I mean, we had really good tech. We had incredible video that came from it. And with... Just seeing all that, it kind of like said like, okay, you get, we need to rise to this occasion because this isn't some small yeah. event. Like they've put a lot of work behind this and there's a lot of people that are invested in this. So just do a good, I, just make sure you do a good job. There's not really an option to not do a good job. We, we, we did a little audience participation too. We basically played the the in and out game that we played with y'all. Yeah, uh, yeah, on, yeah, on retail. yeah. And um, that, that, that like once we switch to that part like where we were actively engaging with the audience like that that's when like the nerves like just kind of fell off yeah you know what i mean i mean do, um, do you guys listen to live so podcasts when your favorite podcast drop them we are going to have to uh eventually <laughs> yeah. come up with a new bit and uh <laughs> yeah true. And, and find another way to 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 keep to like to engage with people um but that, that was the really helpful like to have something for them to do as well yeah, I think that like when I listen to live podcasts, what I like is like the little bit of the the tension that it creates yeah. naturally mm -hmm. makes things everything's funnier because it's like everything's getting like amplified because any mistake you make is just funnier because you know people are watching you <laughs> mm -hmm. and as long as you're really like self aware, I think you're fine. Like yeah. I think that you just have to address any dumb thing you do, you just have to address it right away. Yeah, you can't. It's kind of like I played shows for a long time for years. And that was always the thing. If you messed up or if you did something, you just had to address it or like laugh into the mic. So they know, I know that I did something stupid because uh -huh, uh -huh. it's not, you didn't catch it. <laughs> I know it too. I think that if you break down that wall, like like you said, you started like, it started melting once you like talk to the crowd because you're yeah. like, all right, now we're all in this together. We're all humans it's, it's, and, yeah, yeah. It's just better that way. And I think that like if we ever do it, like I can already tell you right now because. I, this is not like a negative. We don't really do a ton of preparation. We write down like a couple fallbacks in case like, you know, or like some things we know we want to talk on so we can kind of keep it on track if we need to. Because sometimes, you know, we'll start talking. We start talking about like a Taco Bell menu. We're, we're an hour deep on that and we forget what we're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like we try to like keep it on track. But for the most part, like every every conversation is going to be more interesting if I'm actually interested in the question I'm asking. So it like if you if, if like we prepare too much, then we're not listening anymore. And I just want to like natural I, I just think the conversations are more interesting when you're natural so like we don't do a ton of prep i've never had a laptop open unless it's just to get things set up for the zoom yeah he's got it open because we're running yeah. the audio but he's not like dicking yeah around on sometimes it. i have like stuff on my phone because like i need to like like you know you, i know you guys like a reference an article yeah. and you need like something like that mm -hmm. like that's mm -hmm. one thing but like we sit like idiots like if anyone were to film this i mean we'd have to change everything we do because <laughs> we sit like i'm like spread eagle right now between two chairs like it just i think that like i would want to try to recreate the very comfortable nature like we also like barely light this there's barely light on yeah. where we're at and it's just like because it just creates this natural like I, what i'm trying to get is like 
the basement energy when you go to a friend's house and it's like like late and you guys just start chit chatting about nothing and you're fucking around. Yeah, yeah you're kind of distracted. That's the dream like state of talk I'm looking for is just kind of bullshitting because you got nothing else to do. Yeah, that's when conversation gets fun to me. And I don't know how you recreate that on stage. Did you guys do everything the same? Did you guys bring the desks and everything? Are you no, just no, no, rock well, chairs? I'm a little worried that you're actually just trying to be anti open floor plan right now by saying you want like a little nook and cranny to go. <laughs> oh, buddy, we are. You're right. You know. But... Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, I floor. mean, I think I think uh, th- I think there's something bigger at bay here. But no, yeah, we we just sat in we just sat in chairs. I mean. Maybe in the future, like, I don't know. I, I, the setup, just like, it's just never going to not be scary to me to be in front of people. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. I, That's I've fair. gotten better at it to we- where I can actually do it, but I'll never, like, not, I don't think I'll, there'll ever be a time when I don't get nervous, mainly because we just do it so little compared to regularly. Would you guys consider yourselves strong public speakers? I don't know. Like, I, 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 I know that I did a like, good like, job. Let's say you had to get a private presentation well like i did a good you know job I mean? at like my my only best man speech i know i crushed it I, I don't think it was the best best man speech of all time but when i got done people were like yeah you did a great job best speech of the night like, i'm sure you did that me. i i don't that doubt that me. just from knowing you the little i do I, even I, I took a i took a public we were all required to take a public speaking class in college and i didn't think i was very good at it because everyone else seemed to have like really like high knowledge presentations whereas i went at it like a more creative way and i the the professor took to me but I still had no desire to ever do anything that was public speaking or even talking yeah. into a microphone in my life. It just wasn't something I was interested in. I, I yeah. think of myself as a good public speaker, but that doesn't mean that I'm not nervous when I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, sure. You, it, like, and, and tell me if y'all have ever heard this. I don't, I, am I just pulling this out of my ass? You know, when like celebrities go on talk shows or even like the president has to do, you know, say to the union, they're, they're apparently just jacked up on beta blockers. Oh, just like have you ever heard? Have you ever no, heard this? No. So you don't feel nervous? Yeah. Is that? The... I mean, it makes apparently sense. you can just take like pills that are that just like don't let your heart rate go up or or uh, and you don't feel the, the the stress and you're just like totally even keeled and normal and not where nervous. Was this, like what? Where was this why last? Don't, why, why year? Don't, yeah. Why don't they just offer this? Like why is this not like more publicly? You know, acknowledged and and used. Is this? Am, am, I, am I way I off base like... here? Does this exist? Am I just? Here's my here's my opinion. I think that's probably good for a president. <laughs> if you're doing like anything else, like I just like I said about listening to live podcasts, I just think that like you want the cracks in the voice. You want like because it's like anything that like further humanizes makes you more endeared to whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. So you know, like uh, who was it? Uh, why can't I think from Barry? Bill. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talked about in a, in a in a talk he gave. He was like, sometimes I would just have to say like out loud, I'm nervous, and as soon as they say that, he's like, like half my anxiety melted away. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think about that all the time because it's like, yeah, you just you were like, I'm vulnerable. Here's where I'm feeling. Now I feel better. Now yeah. I can try to go forward. Yeah. And like it just makes you like that person more. You know what I mean? So like yeah. I feel like anything that like kind of makes. The, I gave a best man speech. And I can't, I was a, a good public speaker, but if I prepared at all, I couldn't do it. In fact, I got a C minus in my, in my public speaking class in college because I refused to turn in like a prep sheet. And I, she goes, you're doing great, but you don't prep anything. And I said, yeah, you got to feel it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I got to, I don't know what the crowd's like that day. I don't know if I got to warm them up a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, I need, I need the space to be like a person yeah. first and yeah. then I can just start chit-chatting now would probably be more informative if i had all the information but i'm like i'll get the point across and they'll remember it and that's more important than have like reading information out loud to them so i think it helps like and when when i gave the best man speech it was just like i'll get up there 
five minutes before when the girl is giving the longest speech you've ever heard in your life and she's got bits prepared and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm going to go up there and it's, if, if I feel like the crowd's still thinking it's funny or if she ended on an emotional note, then I'm going, I'm going to keep banging the emotional note. So I feel like you just need, I don't know, for me, I need room to like, I got to work the crowd yeah, a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? I think that helps. That, that professor is but, listening now and she's saying, man, I should have I given him an A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she, I was pretty combat okay here's the thing i deserve the c minus once because i forgot i had to give a speech about something i cared about so i went up and i and i just gave a speech about uh ufos just the information (laughs) i had off the top of my head on like ufo like alien stuff and it was not i mean just to be clear most of that information isn't real and the information i was giving was very much not real and i told a story about how i once saw a ufo convinced everyone into the story and went see that's why you have to like check your facts and i ended everyone was like oh that was interesting and i was like see that was good and she's like that was one of the worst informative speeches i've ever heard in my life you just rambled for one full hour of a class you talked about nothing and i was like yeah that but i kept him entertained so i feel like yeah, yeah. you know depends on who you're crowd is i suppose so well at the end of the day blockers are good for the getting an a that that just makes you comfortable and says like oh okay i'm good at this whereas like if you get a c like that builds character character Mm -hmm. yeah i think the other the other aspect of it is like it's like if i i've never i've never gotten super nervous around any like sort of like celebrity or anything that i've encountered but if it was one of the few people that would really like rattle me like alexa chung or something i couldn't do it if i kind of don't care i'm fine you know what i mean i feel like you gotta find that level of like oh yeah like they're just people and it's Mm -hmm, fine mm -hmm. there's only like four or five celebrities at the top that i'm legitimately nervous around yeah all right i think i would you've had like the luxury and we haven't done we haven't met a lot of like like people through retail therapy yet outside of like New York trip and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like through just working in media and doing podcasting, I feel like we've had the opportunity to meet a lot of cool people. And once you start to meet people that would be considered to be like famous, famous, it it, be, it makes it a lot easier to approach situations where you know that there's people with that kind of notoriety there. It just, it does yeah. make it so much more straightforward, but then like, yeah, then you have those moments where you see someone in an airport and you're like, Oh my God, like that's blah, blah, blah. And like it's, yeah. it's like a little like nerve wracking if you wanted to ever say anything to them. But I mean, there's like there is something about, um, you know, getting involved with people that you respect and realizing that they are very normal people who just happen to be very good at what they do. And then suddenly it, it yeah. kind of it bleeds over to other people, too. Did anyone ever like really rattle you? The, the most rattled I've ever been during a podcast was um, weirdly enough for Michelle Wee. The LPGA golfer. It was really the first time I'd interviewed someone one-on-one that was that famous. Um, We were in a scenario, in in a recording scenario that was not my environment. Like, I didn't create the environment, so I had no comfortability. And they ended up switching us to a really small room where when we were, uh, when I was interviewing her, we were sitting so close to one another that our knees were about an inch away from touching the entire time. And so not only was I sitting in front of this person who had, like, just won a major and was, like, like, um, just super famous, but it was just like, this is all on me. And I don't, I, I was too scared to have like a, a list of questions. So I just went in raw and I, I couldn't wait to get out of there. Cause I was so nervous, but she was so nice that yeah. it was like, by the end of it, I was like, I, I was worried about nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I met Scotty Pippen at a urinal run one time. Oh, and that really, <laughs> that really busted me up a little bit. But other than that, I've been fine. <laughs> I talked to a uh, rapper Common for about 15 minutes before I realized who it was one time, <laughs> and it was like, whoa, 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 
you're common. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's nice that you talked to me for this long. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, it's a good conversation. Well, how did that happen? Where was that? Well, I used to work in Chicago, and oh, I right. worked on, like, Russian Michigan. So, like, over there was where a lot of, like, it was a, kind of a celebrity hotspot. Number one, because, like, it was, you know, Prada and Hermes and everything yeah. was over there. Like, Gibson Steakhouse. Like, all these things that, like, celebrities went to. So there would be a lot of things like that. I notoriously hit Kanye West with a door one time. Uh, there was like a lot of like celebrity stuff you over there. You also bumped that one actress. Oh, uh, 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 oh no, worry. I'm not gonna think of her now. Uh, famous redhead, um, Jessica Chastain. Je- Bingo. Yeah. Oh, you guys had nice. that together. Nice. Very good. Redhead dollars. Yeah. Just come, come my way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I Big think Paramore guy, good. <laughs> Yeah, Haley Williams, um, Jessica Chastain, mm-hmm. Bryce Dallas Howard. We know yeah. them all. Yeah, we know yeah, them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the most yeah. famous person that I met was uh, was Adam Levine, like 15 years ago. When yeah. did you meet him? So this is this is a this is a wild story. Uh, I, I I had a friend in college who had like this like I guess it was like a dead ball in Dallas, okay. and it it was Whoa. it was the most extravagant party I've ever been to, and also the best party I've ever been to. Like it was like in like it like insane just setup decor everything and like outside there was like a full-on tent but like a like a like a furnished tent like it was almost like a like a building tent anyway uh she had maroon five play and uh so sick what are you what are you are you where where are you from (laughs) (laughs) so you go to a this is like an episode of the oc (laughs) they, they they i will say they were kind of in a lull at this period so like I, you know, like I, like I think. Were, oh, okay. Like, he was. They were f- fishing for gigs. I, I don't know if they were fishing for gigs. I'm still quite positive that they were wildly expensive. But like, was they the w- voice out yet? No. Okay. No, this was pre-voice. 20k got him in the door. Is the reality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah. So like they 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 finished their set and I like I had to sneak through. I had to pick up a, a tray of like full of empty drink glasses and act like I was going to the back like I was a server. Um, and I so I I snuck my way back there. And then like Adam Levine and like like some of like the the, the VIPs or whatever were were back there talking, and so I just kind of casually walked up to him, and uh, and then uh, do you know what I asked him? You know what my first question oh, no. to yeah. Maroon Five's Adam Levine was. Go ahead. What was it like working with Kanye West? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, immediately They're... diminishing anything he's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what I'm really interested in about <laughs> is Kanye, but I'm going to ask you. You're my only avenue. <laughs> he. Was... What do you say? Uh, he was nonplussed, nonplussed by this question. Like he, hmm. like it did not. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I think he just gave like you know some pretty like like coach speak answers. Like oh yeah, it was it, it was it was great. It was uh, you know it's, he's super creative and it's great to be. But like, what a learning experience. He's slightly offended that my very first question to him was uh, was, yeah. a, was about Kanye. <laughs> Were you like a Maroon Five guy? I, I mean. They've got hits. N- no, I wouldn't say so. I'm probably more of a Maroon Five guy now than I was then. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. you got into Maroon Five in the, with the later stuff? <laughs> he liked the tattoos. That's what got him into it. Yeah. Well, once he got more edgy with the. T- Are you telling me you got into like she will be loved recently? No, I'm telling you that like like the song "Sugar" by Maroon Five like absolutely slaps. This is a, this is a crazy take, but I, I was, this is the exact type of thing I'm looking for yeah. in a conversation. Is someone who got into Maroon Five recently? Like I, I don't like the early stuff. I only like the big tour stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's really cool. What other kind of if that's where we're starting? What other music takes you guys have that are in that lane? Oh God, I'm trying to like. 
I don't. This is a jarring take from Barrett. So I'm like, I'm kind of on. I'm scared right now. You're you're feeling anxious. I love it. I, you don't want my music takes because I'm I'm closer to I'm closer to uh, flying to Denver or to Boulder for uh, for dead shows at this point than I am listening to anything that anyone cares about. Yeah. Well, you guys are Taylor Swift we are, guys, we are though, Taylor right? Swift guys. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. I, I actually. What what breaks you into that? I, like, cause I can't, I can't, I can't, I haven't found it. I haven't found a way in. So when, when she dropped 1989, I was like, okay, like these, this is like a pop album. This is like a really good pop album. Uh, when, when she dropped folklore, I don't know what happened, but I was laying in bed and <laughs> I, I, it was early in the morning. Uh, it was yeah. like a very moody morning. And I, 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 I kind of opened up our shades and it was like a very foggy, dreary morning, much like the, the album cover of folklore. And so I started listening to it and I was just looking out the window. I didn't, I didn't touch anything. I didn't like have anything um, in my hand. I wasn't scrolling anything and I was just listening to it. And I don't know what happened, but I had this like this weird, like, like calming experience come over me during the folklore album. And I listened to that album relentlessly for the next three months for some reason. And I still listen to it to this day when I'm like driving and don't have anything I want to hear. And I just want to relax. And like something just happened. I don't even like her, like other stuff that much i don't listen to like her high octane stuff i just like get in my feels listen to a little taylor wow i did not expect such a specific answer but that that's the answer you need when i say how do why do i enter this yeah it it was that album like i mean i i wouldn't turn the radio if i heard something from 1989 on but like when when it actually came to building an emotional connection with an artist like that's where it happened and and i i will never forget that morning it was a great morning of listening to music no sometimes oh, go ahead, I, I just think that she like there's something very she, millennial about her mm-hmm. and, yeah, and, I get and so that. i find like i find her super super relatable because you're like you know she's i think she's 34 will and i are 36 and like so the the way that she talks about city life or relationships or just kind of like like a whole gamut of things i don't know there's something that feels very uh, that, that just like 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 connective about that does her being like the biggest pop star play into it like i feel like as people who enjoy taking in culture like it's almost like a responsibility to to pay attention to like the person that moves the needle for so many people all the time i get that and that's why i know anything about like i don't know any of the music but i know like things she's done or worn well she's got that banger i don't know about you but i'm feeling 22 <laughs> Whatever that song is, whatever that song that's is, that's a banger. Like that, that one slapped. It's like it's like a thing where I kind of my deal is I want her to be like a little bit cooler, but I also know that that would throw her off from being the biggest celebrity. Mm-hmm. So like that's not that's it's I don't think she should take that advice, but that's what I want to connect to her because listen, I love a pop star. It's I have no opposition to that. I'm a huge pop guy. But like, yeah, it's like I don't know with her. I just haven't made that connection. But I also have not opened my shades on a foggy morning and listened to. The you got to. You got to. I'm gonna start tracking the weather in Boulder, and I'm just gonna message you one morning. And be like, today, <laughs> I get like a 5 a.m. text today. Today's the time. Frantically grabbing Press headphones. Play. Get, get, get your get get your not AirPod Max noise canceling and make sure that you're listening to this right now. Not those. Sold those. Yeah. Sold sold them. I'll sell them again if I get another pair. <laughs> I want the regular ones. The, the, I, uh, I have very just like every man taste as well. Like and there's and like I'm not I, I'm not afraid to just like you know eat the popcorn basically. Like you know I think about somebody like Drake. It's like I like Drake because Drake makes me want to have fun. Like that he. he I listen yeah, to Drake maybe. songs and I'm like, I'm ready to go out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Barrett, can we talk? Can we talk Drake for a sure, second, sure. my man? Because I've always considered myself. I love I love Drake. I love every I love Drake, everything Drake does. It's very common while I'm packing orders for me. Our buddy Alec, who we were talking about, he puts together those crazy uh, lists of stuff for us <laughs> to listen to. But uh, I'll be like, "Ow, it's a Drake day, baby!" <laughs> and then it's just a Drake day from here on out. It's like most. Can days. you name a couple of Drake songs that really do it for you? Because I find there's two type of people. There's people who like the downbeat and people who like yeah, really like the the, your favorite stuff, album you know is I mean? going to say a lot about who you. Yeah. Are so as what a would person. be the what would be your favorite Drake album? So I think uh, I think my favorite Drake album is, and I actually I have to look this up to make sure I get this right because I, I I know the cover from Spotify. Absolutely. No, trust Wait, me. I yes, know what you're this saying, is, is what we say all the time. Saying. I'm like, describe it to me, and I'll yeah. know which one we're talking. Describe what it looks okay, like. Okay, so front. it's. Uh, I think my favorite album is probably Nothing Was the Same. 2013's Nothing Was the Same. It's it's just oh, the, his, we, we his, yeah, his profile on the on the sky. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's Pound great. Cakes. Great. Um, the one. Hold on, I'm pulling it up real fast so I can I can be. And then I think very accurate. I think the other one that I really really like is uh, Scorpion. Scorpion's great. People did not give that enough I, love. I was going to say, that one doesn't get enough credit. It is better than people give it credit for. So I love the latter half when it starts with yeah. Peak. Um, Fair assessment. Finesse. Nice uh, for what? In my feelings. Nice for what? So yeah. good. So good. Um, are you a Views fan by chance? The, t- the, the yeah, famed we're, we're 2016 record? Because that is far and away our favorite yeah. Drake record. Um, it, it's... Uh, it, it's not. It's not. It's probably not my top three, honestly. Okay. Oh, I, I okay. love hey, that you fair. stick to your guts. Yeah, I was gonna say I like that. Barry. Yeah, I, I like. And I you also didn't just I like us. when people are like, yeah, I just like like regular music, but I really fuck with it. I'm like, that's great. Like, I just yeah. want. I want people whatever they are into. I just want them to be really into it. That's my main thing. Like, I don't care what it is. Yeah. Anyone. I I I think about how. Did you ever see? You know, Casey Musgraves. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You'll know. Oh yeah. That. Okay. Did you see her Christmas special? I, I I knew that she she does one every year. I've never actually watched it. Oh, I, I've I, guys, it's psychotic. It's like it's like Casey Musgraves and Pee Wee's Playhouse came together. <laughs> it's crazy, and it's like not well done. It feels like someone did it live, and then there was like a lot of screw ups. And I think about it a hundred times a day. <laughs> like I I love it so. It is truly like the exact type of chaos mixed with like pop music that I like. I really love it. It's so good. I just think it's really great. But when my wife watched it, and she's like, "That it's like literally the worst thing I've ever seen on TV." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's like part of it, though. You know what I mean? Like that's the good part." Yeah, when it's, when they're doing yeah. like high high profile people doing Christmas specials, you kind of want it to be a little bootleg. Oh yeah. yeah, and it is. And this is this looks like it was put together in an afternoon. And they're like, "I don't How know, just it? do a couple Christmas songs, and we're gonna bring <laughs> some really random celebrities out. Like you can't even imagine who we're gonna bring out right now. It's all C list. <laughs> it's good." So that's want, the kind of stuff I like. I want Drake to have a Christmas special <laughs> where the last song, Barry Manilow, comes in and finishes the latter good half. Good with that. That's, I'm good with that. This is a good idea. We should pitch this to Drake. Yeah. I like pitching uh, celebrities things on Instagram that I know they won't see. I just did it at Charlie XCX lot, recently. Yeah. <laughs> I, like to, I like to come up with an idea for them that I think is good that they don't need and then pitch it. I just know one Charlie day. XCX? I, I think I really like Japanese city pop. Are you familiar with this genre? I'm not. I can't say that I am. Okay, it's it's interesting. It's like it was really popular there. It's like very like clean, pristine pop that has this like What's dreamy the band that feeling. You just compared it to just played Denver. Uh, like Men I Trust, oh, yeah. if you know that band. Like it's almost like it's older. It's this is like from the eighties and nineties, okay. but it's kind of got that sort of like clean, like punchy, fun sound. 
I think if she could pivot and do a, 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 a like a Japanese city pop style record, and she's the she's the girl for it, she could she could pull it off. I think. I pitched like the aesthetic of what I thought was good. Here was like an example. I mean, this was a long pitch, but I'd just been working on it in my head anyway in my free time. So I figured, and I just think that at some point, one of these pitches, somebody's going to be like, thank you. And that'll be like enough for me to keep going until I'm dead. So I'm just going to keep doing it. And are you just it. like throwing up like an Instagram story that just like, you know, it's like a little mini PowerPoint or something that kind of. I throw, just, this is just a direct right, DM, just, many oh, DMs. DMs. Straight just, in the DMs. Yeah. Okay. Long yep. text. It's just a it's a it's a wall of text. She probably thinks it's like a scam or something, and they delete me. I don't care. I I just like I said at some point I've done this a number of times for like different celebrities where I have like this is a that's a good pitch for Drake. I mean I, we need to we need to like build yeah, it a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah, more, yeah. but this is a strong start to a pitch. Yeah. I think that we we could get it going, and I think I mean he'd make a lot of money from you that. And we're only looking for like a little schedule? bit. Oh, bro, and the elder hairdo? statesman. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he could get a custom painted on the statesman sweater with like lights on it. Yeah, he could. He could definitely do that. I'm pretty sure he could do that. Yeah, yeah. he could definitely. Yeah, yeah easily. <laughs> he can get anything done. He can get more done than the president, no question. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that. I mean, it's a good pitch, I, and we're really circling on these like, <laughs> like specific celebrity pitches. But I think, I think it's good. I like it. Do you guys have like a record that you think that like if I was like a record or a movie, this this would be me? Like I can start. Like it's easy. Uh, Siamese Dream by Smashing Pumpkins is everything I like about music into one thing and like when I was younger so it's like that's my one and if it was a movie it'd be Mrs. Doubtfire because this is great uh, I'm really glad you so, didn't say because you had like your, your parents split up and then your your dad decided to come back into the house as a nanny <laughs> yeah because my, my cute sister and mean sister were <laughs> yeah yeah no not that this is more just because I like it's really absurd he's got a cool brother that helps him out I like everything about it Pierce Brosnan's in the mix he drives a Mercedes everything about it's good so an, an album that that is you is that the that's mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like the, the most I mean it's gonna be hard for you to not pitch the Taylor Swift record after that after that <laughs> that descriptive this, nature this of how you true, got into it. I think the, I think part of the reason I got such a, a tight uh, relationship with that album was because I think I think it made me look at my former self and think to myself like, oh man, I might have treated some people really badly, and now I just oh my I, god, you were reborn. Dude, I was going through it. I was going through it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's good. Like I said, it's gonna be hard for you to not pitch that yeah, one. But go I ahead. Know. I would, I, I would probably say uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix by Phoenix. Okay. Oh, that's a that's solid. I, I feel that's like beyond my like my you know my popcorn taste with the Drake and the Taylor and all that. Like like that 2009 to 2012 indie is probably like did, the oh well, yeah the, mm-hmm. the most interesting music that that did is Phoenix my, play a run of favorite? shows in Austin like during that time yes. because there are so many people yes. From Austin or that live in Austin now who love Phoenix. They did. I and, saw them probably like four times in two years. Okay, now. this makes sense because like my brother-in-law loves Phoenix. And I'm like, how did you get so into Phoenix? But it makes sense that it would be during when he was in college. And like he, yeah, that, I, that checks out. That that's that's like a top five album of all time for me. And I feel like it like yeah. like the 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 um the the mood of it swings enough to like kind of like encapsulate like every single thing that I feel like I feel in a given week or month. And it's, it's cool and sexy. It, it's a cool, I mean, like I was at a club one time and someone put too young from a, a United on, and I hadn't heard that song. And that got the, that got people moving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, their, their early stuff is, is awesome too, but I, I feel like it all, it, it kind of crested with, uh, with that album. And there's like this two song interlude, love like a sunset part one and two. That's just like one of the coolest things that's ever been put on a record for me. 
It's it's no lyrics. Do it's I need just, to buy this vinyl? It's just like a it's just synth. I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit this vinyl today when when I hit, go by the store. You should. It's a it's a rock solid record yeah. too. Like the whole, the whole thing, thing is, is good. good. It's like it works all together, and it's like vibey enough that you could put it on a party, but you could also like you could listen to it in bed alone and still be getting something out of it. 100%. You know what I mean? Does it freak you guys out that like the younger generation like doesn't care about like records? If they only care about it's like all singles, yeah, it's all singles, and like, and that's it. Like, uh, it's they, crazy. But people have been lamenting that for well over a decade now, and I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I just like I was talking, I was talking to Randy and Brett in the office about this one day, and like they were just like, no, we don't, we don't really care about that stuff. And I'm like, I, I love having a, a complete, me. like, I love having a complete album that just like hits every. But I, don't you think like mu- like young music heads like are into like albums? Probably, like, hopefully. Like, hopefully. Like, I, I just you know. I'm a playlist guy. Like it's- I love making playlists to fit a mood or to fit like an idea that I have, and so I have always just been someone who likes to pile songs in and then mm-hmm. let the dust settle. And now that Spotify makes yeah. it easy to add like songs that you wouldn't think of, and you can kind of trudge through those. Like I just love yeah. making playlists. Yeah, I get that. I I like that too. I th- I think I can go either way because I feel like in a lot of cases, I mean there's a lot of types of music that quite frankly do not play as a full album as well, unless you're being hyper intentional about it. Like I really think that like hip hop and stuff plays better as singles. Pop music kind of does too. You know what I mean? Like there's an occasional time when that, like when an album comes out where someone was hyper intentional, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think like Taylor Swift is going through that, like where she's making hyper intentional, like full length albums. Projects. Like I get, I get that. But I think that before it was mostly, I mean like maybe I don't know it well enough, but it was a lot of singles, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and I think that that's like both are okay it just depends on what you're doing it for i mean i think i don't know it's tough because there's still like albums that come out where you're like god damn the whole thing like front to back i mean drake's had runs of those as far as someone popular mm-hmm. I, I mean that we loved that uh we love that whitney album as a full thing oh, like i don't, I, I don't even think yeah. i can name like certain songs i just like the whole thing uh dijon that record that came yeah. out last year absolutely that one like the whole thing plays better than any single song on it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like it does still happen i think you just have to like you have to be looking for it so much more but now but that's true of all music there's just too much so you have to be so focused on what you're finding that's probably why playlists play so well to be honest with you. do you guys know that band howdy they're from they're from texas hmm. h-o-v-v-d-y so good guys i think you In i think you guys record, yeah. they've got like they just two. put out a new single this morning okay. exactly insanely right. Right. yeah they just put out a new single this morning called gene g uh sorry <laughs> j-e-a-n <laughs> uh but also the record cranberry is uh, for me that would be like they a got a lot of different moods too like yeah. they'll do like super like dark or like you know really like moody stuff or they'll do like some something that almost like reads a little poppier. poppy yeah check them all out the, all the yeah, cool people really all the cool record stores in austin follow howdy so they officially just got a follow from me okay there you go. Oh yeah, I think you'll fuck with it. It's I, good. I really think, yeah, and they're like Texas guys. Like they've yeah. got some like great live videos of them like shooting like uh, in their like house in like South Texas or I think, I think Waco, I think one Waco, of them, Waco. One or two of them yeah. live in Waco. Yeah, yeah that's right. They yeah, can play it's, retail it's fast. really cool. This is, is that oh, there you go. You guys setting that up? Festival, you guys, I think yeah. Oh, you guys are going to put together. Can a you imagine the merch? Wait, is this something that already exists? Is that what you're saying? No, this is just something I came up with in my head two seconds ago. But like, me and Timbo both we were into it. We're like, we'll come back. Tickets? Yeah, miles. Like that. Howdy plays, you guys play. That's good enough. That's yeah. that's a weird lineup, but I'd go to. I mean, the, here's the thing: your niche that people will come out for that. Yeah, we can we can have the the we can have the uh, main stage also convert into a runway. Mm, mm, do a little. Oh, yeah. mm. I think is, there's something here, fellas. It's you guys by really Jimmy shake up the <laughs> catered by Jimmy Jones. You guys really shake up the what a, what a festival could be, and it's got there's runway, there's live podcast, there's. One band from Texas. There's... <laughs> yep. You remember during like yeah. COVID when people were still throwing, or when people started throwing live events again, and you could like buy like a little pod, 
and like, you'd have like oh, five people there. Yeah. Like maybe we could just have like little dens that people can buy and and just rent those out for the little nooks. Oh, oh maybe just dig like a sunken yeah, living. You don't room want just room. everybody out yeah. in an open space, like any type of open. Concept. No, no, no open yeah. concept. It's even a closed. It's a no open concept. floor plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just set up cubicles. You can enjoy it from your cubicle. Do you, uh, I don't know, guys. This has. Do you life. think that we can get um, ice spice there as well, though? I don't know. I mean, could, now, could you ask Adam Levine if, if he could get her? Let me reach back out to Adam Levine. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shoot him a text. Hey, do you remember when I asked you about Kanye West? I was just wondering, could you put me in touch with him? We're setting up a fest. <laughs> could you? Also- it seems like the right time to bring him back. <laughs> Connect me with Ice Spice, please. I just I feel like Ice Spice is on everything right now. Oh, she is. And if and if you don't have Ice Spice, either like on your remix or at your festival or on Saturday Night Live or like wherever else, like you you just need I you need Ice Spice to like make it go right now. Her management's a boulevard of green lights. I think that like you 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 put up the money, she's coming. Not a problem. Yeah, I, I think we can get her, but I will check in with Adam Levine to make sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. You check in. To see if he's got any other contacts that might be worth our while. <laughs> <laughs> can you just forfeit your Rolodex? I, yeah. I don't know if you'd mind, but I know we we're buddies from that that time when we went to a debutante ball together. <laughs> so sick. That's the coolest possible thing you could say is like, I was at a debutante ball last night with some buddies. Yeah. Um so we're kind of like towards the end. I don't know if you listen to our podcast before. We do like hot takes. So it's just random shit. It has nothing to do with anything. Not that we've been on it in a serious direction this whole time. But let's let's go through a couple of these. And I think you guys we will see. I feel like you guys will have strong opinions. Best bottled water. Ooh. I, I mean, we're, 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 we're a Mountain Valley podcast. Yeah, right we're now. on our Mountain Valley grind right now. You guys are sponsored by Mountain Valley? No, no, <laughs> no, I wish. No, I mean, no. that, that'd be no, sick. No, but the, like, uh, that, that, that green bottle hits different. And, yeah. um, oh, I know Mountain Valley from the green bottle. Yes. What good. is it? What is it? Is it the green bottle? Is it the, the form factor of the bottle or what is it that, that hits or is it the taste? It's definitely not the taste because I couldn't even tell you if it tastes good. Yeah, it's just solely the, the vibe. Yeah, we don't do anything for, mm. for, for taste reasons. It's all about presentation yeah. and, and, and how, yeah. we, how yeah. strong yeah. answers speak in his language. How we look while carrying said said water bottle. Well, what, yeah. well, that's all if it is. What if Paltrow chooses that to be her emotional support water bottle during her Colorado ski like lawsuit right then th- th- that seems intentional enough for me to be like okay what's up with this mountain valley can we all, well, i'm sure we all agree that dasani is disgusting and the worst though right it's horrifying i might like yeah. i might start just only drinking dasani uh, but... out of the small one like at the at the yeah, airport exactly. oh my exactly. god that's the most demented choice you could make i voss voss switched from uh, uh glass bottles to plastic bottles so they're they're no longer as luxurious as they once were once Paris Hilton stopped doing Voss, it was over for them. Listen, it's it's Fiji through and through. The first time I saw those Fiji water bottles in elementary school, I cannot shake that feeling of excitement, and that's the only. Have you? That's the you, only. You you, you like how you like the arrogance of them making a water bottle that just says this won't fit in any cup holder. Mm-hmm. You, that, Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no i do it's like when somebody it's gives like you anti-american a too, i feel like recently big. i heard i heard some people bubbling up about how they they didn't like fiji and they actually thought fiji was like not a very good bottled water and i got so personally offended i was like no 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 like the tall fiji on a road trip is like what i go to first i mean my, yeah the back my side chick outside of the mountain valley green bottle is is smart water Oh, see, I don't like smart water. I like the tall, thin bottle. See, I, I, I. I He's right. It's got a, it's got the squeeze too, yeah, the squeeze like the weird. It, that is my good. actual number one would be Fiji, and then if I'm going to cheat on Fiji, I usually just go Evian because they sponsored a soccer camp I did when I was like eight years old, and I thought it was baller. And so. you're, you're a, we'd like to address soccer yeah. for one yeah. second, yeah. Please, please. Yeah. but Evian is good because the, the it's like a thick. 
the the bottle top is like thick. It feels nice on the mouth. So Evian's yeah, up there yeah. for me. Have you ever gone to Whole Foods and got a purely Sedona? Purely Sedona? Uh, no, I've never heard of it. It's 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 the most expensive at a Whole Foods. Now we don't have like an oh. Erewhon or anything here because there's Aquaforest, I think is what it's called, and that's like twenty eight dollars a bottle. It's what I wanted for my birthday, but I couldn't ship it. <laughs> so I so I'll get it eventually. But the the purely Sedona, and the thing is, I've put a couple like foodie friends onto it, and they're like, it is kind of the best, <laughs> especially the sparkling. Yeah, it's but it's it's too much money. I don't know. Sometimes you get it on sale because I don't think people are buying it up that much. But it's Damn, good. Who do you, who yeah. you think is getting an Erewhon first, Austin or Boulder? Austin. We gotta get one. probably. You gotta Austin. think we can get one. How many locations are you, there outside of California? I, there's a, there's a fair amount now in California. I don't. I think they're like. It, I I would guess it between six and eight now in California. Didn't they just didn't but, they just launch New York or think, was it a pop up? Maybe or? they announced it in New York. I feel like they announced something they announced in New York. It. Yeah, uh, I would take one. Maybe I'm maybe. I, w- I want to go. I want to go see Yeah, it. I don't want to shop there every day, but I definitely want to, like, if I'm, like, really hungover and I want something healthy that, and overpriced to, like, cure my hangover, I, I would go there. Well, and I think we should, we'll, you gotta we'll, spend- we'll just manifest right now that that for our next live podcast, we would like to go to L.A. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. L.A.'s next. So we'll, we'll just put that out into the ether. And- live from Arrow. Go to Boulder. I, I mean, yeah, obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, you guys are welcome here anytime, but I've also never been to L.A., so I would love to watch you guys out front of an air wand. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, it will be in front of you. Yeah. It's, it's just you getting two chairs and doing a live podcast for nobody <laughs> no, else. No, no, actually, standing. it's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty I think solid. we just get two folding yeah. chairs and record an air wand until someone kicks us out. You could just review prepared foods there and mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe maybe get a sponsorship from oh, yeah. them. Like we'll just talk, and yeah. I'm gonna say it's, all of it's good because yeah. I'll be embarrassed to say if, if I don't. Best like crazy it. sandwich I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'd spend sixty dollars if yeah. I could. Um, are you guys Lacroix drinkers? No, I, I I drink sparkling water, but but not Lacroix. I, Lacroix is not. Why are you guys anti Lacroix? I, I, honestly, Lacroix is like in the Dasani zone for me. Oh, like it's not, that's yeah. that's too much. <laughs> That that feels like a, a a pretty big. I'm not a big Lacroix guy either, to be honest with you. I'm actually off sparkling water on the whole because it started giving me like acid reflux, and I knew this was. I knew there was going to be a, a a backlash to yeah. what I was doing for a I while. I can't drink carbonated beverages at a rapid clip. Like I, I it's just I get burpy and I just don't like how I feel. So I I can never do sparkling water, even at yeah. a restaurant. If someone orders sparkling, I usually barely drink water at the meal. I'm too shy to yeah. order my like tap water. Well, when I I, I got to go to. Uh longer story but my best friend growing up his cousins are from they lived in berlin and when i graduated high school him and i went for two weeks to go visit them in berlin and i was like I, i'm from cleveland and i had hardly left northeast ohio at that point in my life and every restaurant i'd sit down in in berlin or europe in general it, sparkling water is standard and i'd be like god damn it so I'd, I'd go to the bathroom with my cup of water yes. i'd pour it out and fill up from the tap i'm like what are we doing here? the idea like, of watching you come out of a bathroom with a beverage <laughs> is crazy it's, it's with the cup that the restaurant provided yeah yeah <laughs> i get it though i yeah I, i've never been able to do it even if i like and i drink things really fast so once i start drinking it like i will just have like a just a, a pit of bubbles in my stomach no i get it's, it he's a chugger did, did you go to Bergane when you were in berlin no. no, is that is that? Are you talking about the famous nightclub? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I can't. I, I can't imagine something further away from his comfort no. zone. Like if you were to imagine what the opposite of Chase is, it's yeah. it's that. No, I was eighteen, but I, I I did in fact go to my friend's senior prom. I didn't go to my own senior prom <laughs> in Ohio. I went to my friend's senior prom prom in, in Berlin. Berlin with them. Yeah. <laughs> well, so funny. it was kind of like that, but but no, I didn't go. Okay. There. 
the, yeah. you, you don't think the hardcore scene shares shares any overlap with uh with Brigand? I mean, it. Pro- I mean, it probably does. I mean, it, on the freakiest level, it could it could have. Yeah, it is Europe, bro. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so probably, I don't know. Probably. We, yeah. we uh, just to. I'm I'm just I'm completely flipping back to the sparkling water now. We we, uh, we we have like several local sparkling waters that are very good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wait, is is Rambler out of Austin? Yeah, and, that, and that's my favorite one. Okay, yeah. I good. agree with you. Yeah. We just recently got hip to it because the Whole Foods out by us has it's carried it for a, a little bit, but we just got hip. And honestly, Rambler regular is Ram, the Rambler no flavor is my absolute go to. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. That's a good answer. Yeah, we I, I mix drinks with those. Yeah, that's solid. Oh, interesting. Let's talk mixies, boys. What what are you making? What, what like if you're gonna take Rambler, like what 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 do you mix it with? Oh man, that's a summer that's a summer spritz move for me. Mm-hmm. Just a little. I, I got I was I was drinking a lot of Campari spritzes this year. I, all I did was those are Campari great. sweet vermouth and uh, sparkling water, and I loved it. I fell in love with it. Ooh. Slice of orange. Now, Will, I have to imagine you've got a nice little bar cart. I don't. I don't have a bar cart. I'm actually a little anti-bar cart because, one, I have a a kid who would just absolutely wreck it. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I also just – I don't know. There's something – I don't mind other people having them, but there's something for me that when I'm alone in my place, I don't like having a direct line to seeing booze all the time. I just don't want to see it. I think that's fair. I just don't like I don't drink a lot of, around the house when I don't have somebody over and if I do have a drink it's usually just one. And so I'm just a liquor yeah. cabinet guy. I, I I really want a nice bar in my uh my place, but I don't have a nice enough place to have like a, a cool bar. You're that, right. The cabinet is sort of like you don't hear about a liquor cabinet anymore. That might be that's the cooler answer. I, I, I just put I mean, now it's like overrun with like random stuff that I've acquired, but like I just I, yeah, there's something about I I like having a very I don't like having things on surfaces. And so to look over and see a bunch of like mm. bottles in the corner, it stresses me out in my place. But when I see it at other people's places, I'm like, well, I'm going to go take a look at this bar cart situation. Yeah. See what we got going. Yeah. What, 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 what drinks are you excited to make leading into winter? Because you, you've inspired me on my way home. I'm going to pick up a couple canned Negronis because <laughs> I've never made a cocktail in my life. <laughs> But, uh, it's like, but I'm curious it if, maybe if something piques my interest, maybe I pick up a little one, two for it, you know? Uh, so we, we've been talking recently about this, the idea of a, uh, of a mezcal old fashioned. Mm-hmm. And okay. I, I finally have, uh, somebody texted me a photo out of the, uh, Dr. Death or whatever that famous bar in New York is. It's like one of their cocktail books has a, has a recipe for a, a mezcal old fashioned. And it, interesting. interestingly enough, it, or not interesting, I don't know. It has tequila and mezcal. Oh, and so okay. I, I'm, I'm thinking hmm. about trying trying to make my own at home. I'd really like to have, like to start it off with like a great one from a restaurant that really knows what they're doing. You mm-hmm. know, and just like get the whole presentation, the atmosphere, all that. Of course, yeah. But I am yeah. I'm very tempted to 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 go try some 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 homemade versions of that. I'm but, in a whiskey mood lately. But I'm but when honestly for winter, what what just like hits the spot when it starts getting colder is Peroni and Stella Artois. Oh, like a, cri- a crispy, a crisp lager. You're loving crisp lagers, I'm and I loving, love it. I'm loving crisp lagers. Yeah, I don't know. I've been on. You're I from- want to like make a. I've been looking at Manhattan's lately, and just like just toying with Ooh. the idea of of changing them and making it Christmas themed for some reason. I don't know why. Like, I don't want to have like a bunch of like spruce coming out of it or anything. But there's something where I'm like, I want to alter this drink and make it Christmassy and personalized. You're gonna garnish. It needs an update. I I mean, I could, I could, I don't know. I just want something that looks baller and some like spode glasses that I get to hand wash later and curse myself for using nice glasses. Does a Manhattan have egg white? I think you could put it in there if you wanted. You can put egg white in any like shaking cocktail. 
But hmm. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> but a, Manha a, a Manhattan yeah. is stirred. Or a stirred cocktail. Yeah. I guess shaking. If you do egg white, <laughs> can you only shake? I think so. I think so, yeah, too. You don't want egg white in a Manhattan. Yeah. No. No. You could. Well, did, you, did you say you were from Michigan? Yes. Well, do you ever have like a, this is Wisconsin, but this is, do you ever have a brandy old fashioned? Uh, no, not intentionally. I, the only time I've messed with brandies around the holidays when we would do a, we used to do a brandy cider where we would mix in like oh, apple yeah, cider too, and a bunch yeah. of mulling oh. spices with the brandy. And I have to say it's a very yeah. popular drink whenever we'd make it. Is I, you know what, well, uh, one of your, one of Will's washed coworkers, he was just talking, he was just buzzing about a little brandy for the boys. Is is brandy a dark horse for for a cocktail of the of the winter? I don't even like know what brandy even tastes like alone. Like <laughs> no, we, me we used to drink it a lot, and when I lived in Chicago, I don't know why it came up there so often, but it was just we we drank it a lot. I'd it's, imagine it's is it like a wine? It's like a <clears throat> it's it we're closer to Jaeger to be yeah, honest with a, you as oh, as a vibe. It's a liquor produced by distilling wine, though. Do you need a snifter? Yeah, you need uh, flavor wine out of like though, a yeah. special snifter glass. I mean, I'm sure you're supposed to. The way we were doing it was a little different, but I, but I think that's what you're we're more, we're more in the coffee mug range. I've watched, I've watched too much Frasier where I'm like, you need a snifter. Get this. Oh, like for Sherry? Yeah. That's what they do, yeah. right? That's cool. I got a little Sherry at home I like to keep on tap just, just so I can feel like I ended the day with a Sherry a sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. something I, I have never entered the Sherry world before. I'm on, I'm on the lookout for a brandy right now. I think it could be, it could be a, a brandy full. You're gonna to want to go higher the level than Christian Brothers, which oh, is like I've had the, yeah. that's like that's like the Chicago classic right there. It's really level you, and you'll feel what, sick. What is the what is the the famous Chicago thing that like the bartenders drink? That, and, no, wait, no, 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 Malort, Malort. 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 Yeah, you guys done that before? I'm not, I've done it. I don't mind it. I, I don't really mind those things I, that much. I I agree. It's ghoulish for sure, but like it's not <laughs> like it's, it's a pair of teeth, yeah. Kinda. It. it I, I. don't know. It tastes. It's like thick, and it's yeah. like it tastes like kind of like black licorice. Yeah, yeah. It's gnarly. Do you feel like shot in a like shot in a beer? Is something blowing up in Boulder? That's the that's the greatest Buddy, that's, yeah. drink that you can order. Is shot is well shot in beer, and if it's bar five dollars flat, even better. I feel, yeah. I feel like that is really popping off in Austin. When right I now. moved to Austin eight years yeah. ago, I feel like there are a lot of bars that did shot in a beer, and I feel like it started to go away a little bit. And now I feel like it's like I feel like everyone's that's doing like it. well yeah that's like yeah it's a it's a big deal right now it feels like I don't know if I'm built for shot the coolest <laughs> the coolest variation would be it's a canned beer it's yeah. a well shot yeah. it's a it's a single Marlboro Light in a bag that's the five dollar special that yeah. I grew up with yeah. that really that'll really yeah. blow your mind yeah you can go home after that you know what I mean <laughs> there's a pizza spot out here that at nighttime uh, cart driver there's there's two in Denver but um, they do like a like a post ten thirty or something happy hour, and it's for twelve bucks or whatever. You get a small personal pizza, a beer, and then a shot. But the shot is in a pair of teeth, so it's like yeah. I think it's for okay. night or something. Okay. I, I would like, I would take that, that special that's up. That's lovely. Yeah, that sounds. I love it. I love it. They had the cowboy killer special at a bar down here. Uh, that I I really enjoyed this when I first moved down here. This was before I had uh, my now wife, who probably would have killed me for doing this, but. You'd go to the, you'd go up to the bar and you'd order a cowboy killer and they would give you a uh, Lone Star, a shot yes. of like the cheapest whiskey that they had, and then the hand rolled yep. cigarette from behind the bar. Sick. So I was sick. just like, yeah, that's so cool. coolest possible drink. They had to stop doing it. I think. I think they got in trouble for doing it because they had to take the, the cigarette sense. off. But I just thought it was hilarious just to go up to the bar and receive three different things all at once for like. $8. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun for a lot of reasons. I mean, you're good for like an hour then. Oh, dude, just, yeah. I remember. You're sad. Yeah, you didn't need to really do yeah. much after that. It was just kind of go sit at a picnic table and zone out for a bit. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Which is the dream. Yeah. 
Let me ask one final question because I know you guys have talked about soccer and we've argued about this a lot. What's the better classic soccer shoe, Total 90 or Predator? Well, hold on, Timbo. Let's give them some context because, fellas, <laughs> they, I know they don't you need guys, it, but go ahead. Give I know you guys them. also grew up playing soccer or at least very big fans of soccer, yes? Y- yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Timothy and I also, in one of the episodes, you guys were talking about your favorite shoes, this and that. It just so happens we've had this debate. So, Timothy, I'm sorry. Could you please? Yeah. Total 90 or Predator, what was cooler to you in your career? I'm a Predator boy. And, and it's it, it, The Predator probably hit at the right time for me because it was when I was trying to get new shoes. And, like, everyone yeah. everyone loved them. Everyone thought they were sick. But then, like, a couple of years later, had I been in high school probably three years later, when the total nineties came out and Wayne Rooney was just lighting yeah. everything on fire with those, mm-hmm. I absolutely would yes, have sir. gone all in on them just because I was such a Wayne Rooney fan when he first emerged. And the logo was so sick. Just the yep. circle with the 90. It was yep. a really on, cool on the logo. ball, on the ball of your foot on the inside. The color palette was kind of better overall. Like when you think about it compared, but I also was a predator guy did not have the two piece bottom. That would have been the dream. But at the time, I don't know with inflation, but those had to be like what nine thousand dollars. It was insane. If you adjust for inflation, it was the, yeah. it was the yeah. dumbest yeah. thing my mom ever purchased for me. Like I don't know how I got her to actually do that. I think I just slipped it into my cart and said like, "Oh yeah, my soccer shoes are in there." Yeah, so you could put com. them under the guise of, of of soccer shoe. Like we we have to have it. Oh, I, I did have total ninety indoor uh, soccer shoes, which I enjoyed. Yeah, oh, I did nice, partake nice. in both. I, I've I've always been like a like a very like through and through Nike loyalist, but it was it was Predators when it came to the to the yeah. boot, it boot really it converted people yeah. that shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But what yeah. what did uh what, did Total Nineties come out? You you mentioned Rooney, so they were it, that wasn't what Ronaldo was wearing, and I mean OG. No, he was doing he was doing the mercurial vapors. Yeah. They were yes. long and long and thin, Those and I had a pair cool. of the green ones. They were terribly yeah, narrow. They did not, fit and I well. think I played one game in them, and I was like, "These are I, fucked." I, like, I just pulled no up a chance. pair of uh, of the blue, yellow, and silver ones with the R nine yeah. uh, on Grailed for six hundred and forty eight dollars. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah. I'm gonna copy. I'm gonna grab a, an, an OG pair of those, but um. Those things are so sick. Yeah. Like I haven't looked at a photo of these in yeah. so long, and these these are like the like they're so cocky. It's my, so ridiculous. My favorite, one of my favorite parts about the Beckham doc, by the way, on Netflix, uh, was seeing Fat Ronaldo on Real Madrid. Still, yeah. Still, like, <laughs> yes, sir. Post post pie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that, yeah. that was pretty sweet. I, I I loved I loved Ronaldo in that era. Everybody was mad when the World Cup was going on and he wasn't practicing and working out. He was just consuming a lot of pie. I also love Joga Benito era mm-hmm. of soccer. Oh, yeah. uh, that means the whole world to me, a hundred percent. And I I just want to say I think because Samba's had such a moment, you know. Obviously, they're an indoor shoe. I kind of want to buy a cool pair of flashy indoor soccer shoes and just and just commit to the bill. They released yeah. uh, the, I mean, uh, the, they released uh, probably five years ago. They did a release through Adidas where you could get the uh, Predator. I think the Predator Accelerators, the the original cleat that I had that Beckham wore, and they had an indoor style of them that was just perfectly done. And they sold out so fast, and, the, and then they were just going crazy on the resale market. So I never even entertained it. But it's always owned real estate in my head that I never got them. I wanted them so yeah. bad. I'm gonna, I'm going to look today for some Predator indoors in some regard. Yeah, indoor soccer shoes. Like it make, it would make sense that right now they have a real comeback. Off the Sambas, off the, off the soccer mm-hmm. jersey. If like hardcore indoor shoes came back, that would be a very cool thing to kick off I, yeah. I would i would love to see a resurgence from a brand like diodora which i was also a oh, yeah, 100% yeah, fan yeah. of as a as a youth mm-hmm. oh, do you guys ever wear pumas yeah. in any yeah. regard i never had any pumas but 
my squad was uh, p pretty Puma heavy at one point. I didn't have I didn't, I didn't wear the yeah. Puma boots, but but definitely Puma like like indoors. I did have Puma Puma indoors. Yeah, I, I just yeah Puma I, indoors were gas. What were they called? Puma classics or Puma? I forget. I know what they look like, but I have no I had, idea. What I had called. some that had the laces on the side similar yeah. to a Total ninety. Mm -hmm. Um, and that I, I wore those for I think like straight up four seasons of indoor. Those are just far and away my favorite. Yeah, shoes. the cleat game was such a fun like thing to do. I used to love getting magazines like Eurosport would come in the mail and I'd be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna dude. dive into this Eurosport for way too long. Who was who was, who, who was uh, y'all squat? I mean, so when I was really getting into soccer, I played soccer for like most of my life. But like you know, getting into like seventh grade and like starting to take it seriously. Uh, one of my coaches had like a Manchester United instructional cool. DVD slash VHS that he <laughs> had us all go to. We went to one of our houses and we all watched it. And it had um, Cristiano Ronaldo, Ryan Giggs, like that that squad. And so I became like a Man U Dude, fan. Dude, don't don't um, sleep on what they released today. They, today they I, I'm not, I'm trying to not financially support the club right now because I want them yeah. to sell. But they put out some uh, some really clean sweatshirts and tees today from Adidas that are like the cleanest things that they've put out from Man U in a while. Another yeah. iconic logo too. Iconic, dude. I was AC Milan, but that's only because that's like what my grandpa liked from oh, Italy. Cool, so he cool. liked that. Yeah. So we, I liked that. But yeah. I don't, I, I didn't have, I don't have like a specific. I didn't have like a story they're like that. On this just season, what we liked and they're yeah. fun this season. Yeah, they got political. I got to get back into it. I, it's it's been something I've been meaning to do forever. I fell off at some point. It's just I well, need to get back in. They've made consuming soccer a little yeah. easier yeah. in yep. the yep. last five years. But I would say it's always such a the barrier of entry is like either you're gonna. If you're going to watch it live, you're going to have weird-ass times because you're going to be watching Premier League or something like yeah. that across the world. Or it's on some obscure network. And it was it just always felt so cumbersome to consume despite loving soccer yeah. so dearly. Yeah, they but used to have this show that I, I wish they'd bring back, but I'm sure there's like issues with it. Where back in the day, they would have uh, two opposing fans go into the, the commentary booth together and announce the game together and they would show it on Fox sports like world or Fox soccer. Channel, Incredible it concept. And it was the most electric stuff because he would score yeah. a big goal and they would just start talking shit to each other. Just and two lads. Yes. Just two lads. Two lads. It was, it was the greatest thing ever, but it, it only existed in like from like 2001 and before, huh. and they would play replays on Fox soccer channel back in the and I'm yeah. pretty sure that's why I got like super into it from there. I'm just picturing like Liam and Noel Gallagher just like, exactly. just, like starting to. That's exactly who I was yeah. picturing. Yeah. yeah, that was exactly it. In fact, that would be good. Yeah. They should consider this is a good. If you know what, if you don't pitch mind, it. I'll go ahead and pitch yeah, this. Please, you jump yeah. into to, to Liam and Noel's DMs. I'm sure they check those regularly. And I'll do them, please. Thank you. I'm surprised. Noel yes. needs to block me on Twitter because he's such a big city fan that whenever he he always calls us n negative names with that start with C and rhyme with things that I'm not gonna mm -hmm. say. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, fuck you. What's your problem? Yeah. That should be the tweet back to. That's so funny. Come on, man. Fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> All right, guys. We gotta wrap it up. I know you guys got things to do. I really appreciate yeah, you coming on. This is so much I fun. We love chatting with you guys. Had a blast. So we'll we'll Good, good, Seriously, good, good. such a pleasure. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll, we'll let you go. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Yes, we will. Uh, all right, guys. Peace.